Boom. Reactive. We've been doing a great job of beginning to talk right after I push record. So yeah. my editing is way faster. I like that. Just dropping the I file I like quick in. editing. Also started using Final Cut Pro's audio. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I thought Final Cut Pro's was like the next version of Final Cut Pro. But you were saying Final Cut Pro's audio. There was just this beat for a second. Yeah, Final Cut Pro's would be... Because isn't there an app called Final Cut that's... For, or Final Draft. Final that's Draft, the that's right. Script writing. Yes, sir. But pros, P R O S E. Nice. Like I figured that's where you're going. Yeah, okay. That would work. I'll pitch that it to work. them. I'll uh, send them an email. All that was to say, for a while, I've been messing with some different uh, audio plugins and stuff to tweak our audio a little bit. Yeah. And then on the last three episodes, I dropped the audio in, and with Final Cuts, like automatic level the volume, automatic noise oh isolation. My God. Uh, and it's all machine learning now, so yeah. uh, they sound great. And I clicked two buttons. I didn't Whoa. adjust anything by hand. So you just hand. throw it in and just we're good to go. Threw it in, good to go. I like that. That's so pretty sweet, actually. Yeah. I like to say. So between stuff. that and our efficient uh, beginning of talking after yeah. pushing the button, this thing's on autopilot, baby. We're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. Goodbye, season number six. <laughs> I can't remember what book we were on. Yeah, this is book six. I thought you were going to say goodbye to season five, which we completed. No, we're, we're already done. To... We're on autopilot. Yeah, this yeah, is the easy. The button has been pressed. We have finished already. Walk me through the emotion when you received this book. So so this is the first episode. <laughs> if you're just joining us, this is the first episode of season six, book six of yeah. the Hardy Boys book series. We are reading the 1950-something rewrites of these books that were originally written in the late 20s. Yeah. Uh, the bl- the classic blue version that you've probably seen in your grade school library. It's uh, the only one I ever knew existed. Yeah. So this is what we're reading. We're, and this is book six, The Shore Road Mystery. The Shore Road Mystery. mystery. The Shore Road road mystery. mystery. Nailed it. <laughs> we're so good at it. We're very good at it. Finis- finishing each other's book books. titles. Titles. The book arrived for me a few days ago. And when I pulled it out of the box, yeah, I experienced emotions. I would like you to tell me, walk me through I'm when you received you the book. I'm definitely going to walk you through. Uh, I was hoping it was a different book, uh, but that, <laughs> that was the one that was in the package. And I was like, huh, I'm 32 years old and I'm still ordering Hardy Boys books. And not just the first, but this is the sixth. Yes. And my emotions were, one day this will be the 20th. Or I don't know how many how many are there of the blue series. Fifty three additional titles in hardcover. Oh, so one day baby. it'll be the fifty third. <laughs> that day will be a long time from today. I have to. I think I've said this every time we've started a book since the first book. Yeah. That it feels like Christmas. There's this like what is about to happen. Yeah. And the books always take simultaneously longer than I think. <laughs> But it's still quick. And, like, there are only 20 chapters. It's 20 episodes. Which is awesome. And there's so many twists, so many things we don't expect, so many false twists. I love the false twists. Oh, we think this is going to be, oh, I bet this guy's that. Nope. Yeah. It's never what you want it to be. It's never the thing that would make sense. Right. Yeah. And they set it all up in the beginning, and then they're like, never mind. And all that potential, all that excitement makes me every time we get a new book it's just like oh baby here we go <laughs> yeah. like I, and it, the i think i say this seriously like every season like the 
the the excitement I feel right now about opening this book and starting it yeah is one thing but then like once I'm five chapters in like when's the turn when are we getting into it I'm excited about that and then like the the next quarter of the chapter like as they dive in inevitably get captured yes that's, that's what they gonna do. happen and Fenton's then I'm excited be out of town. For, for how are they gonna resolve this how are yeah. they gonna get out of this and it's the same formula <laughs> yeah. every time but every time I feel the same emotions and I love it which is great it's nostalgia we know exactly where these books are going. Yeah, we're not here for for a a top level surprise. No, we no. want the bottom level surprise. <laughs> we want, we want we're the bottom surprised. feeders of book readers. We want to just be surprised at how thin the clue was <laughs> that just unleashed okay, that cracked the case. We don't want Chet Morton clues. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't want the big fat clue. No, we don't. We want, want a the Biff Hooper clues. clues. All right, we want the old spider legs. So if you can't see the cover of the book. We're going to describe it to you. There's sort of three things I think worth mentioning. The first (laughs) is that this is the Shore Road mystery, and (laughs) they are on what could be described as a road, but it's a cliff. It is a cliff that leads into a forest cliff. And if this isn't, if this isn't the actual Shore Road, like I don't know if this is like an offshoot from the Shore Road. Yeah. But if this is the Shore Road, they talk about like, oh, we pulled our bikes over. Where? <laughs> There's a cliff. There's a drop off to, to sure death on the right side. And on the left side is just another cliff. There like, also, there's no place to put your motorcycle that's not going to be hit by a truck, which I hope a truck does not come down this road. And a truck will. Of course it will. Yeah, it happens in the first chapter, which we will get to. The, the, oh, man. The, this is my favorite first chapter we've is, had okay. for so many reasons. The name drops. are amazing the name drops and the exposition that we get of like who these characters are i think is deeper than any other book they go hard they go very hard this isn't like oh and it's it's you know tony prito who you know from before yeah no no no. we're getting another layer we do we get a great layer and they give more layers to certain people Mm -hmm. which i find interesting we're gonna get into it we're definitely gonna get into it did you notice that there is a man in a spider web so, to the side of the cliff? I just saw this. I said there were three things on the cover to talk about. That was the third for me. The first was the skinny, skinny road. The I'm second was... Side by side on the skinny, skinny road. Side by side with a radio <laughs> belted onto the back of a motorcycle. Was uh, it a sidecar? With a big antenna sticking off of it. No, it looks like that's just like the thing that covers Why the back wheel. Why does Frank look like he's 48 and possibly my cousin? <laughs> he is graying already at 18. Yeah, do you see this? What is going on? But then, yeah, the third thing on the cover is what appears to be a cross between, like, a pirate ship net and a spider web with a man dressed in all black climbing it, which could be it's like a, latex a, a scuba diver. Oh, that's totally what it is. But it did strike is. me as, like, this is just a guy in a spider costume hanging out. <laughs> On a spider web. That's Topher Grace from Spider-Man 3. This is Venom right here. Yeah, that's bizarre, man. What is going on? So I I swallowed hard. Yeah. I was brave. Yeah. And I did not glance at the illustration. I did not glance at the illustration in the beginning of the book, nor did I glance no. at the paragraph, mm-hmm. uh, at the sort of teaser they give. Oh my god! Oh my god! Are you looking at the picture? It's, oh yeah! Oh no! I All forgot right. about. It's pretty great. It gives okay. nothing away. It's so stupid. All right, skipping that. This Let's see. Dumbest... Oh my lord! Here we go. <laughs> it's, so... <laughs> it's so stupid. It's 
It just says Joe <laughs> flew into the air, and it's I think the worst illustration I've ever seen. They did not try at all. There's not enough ink. There's not enough lines. It it's, just looks like a fence. It's Frank that's on a motorcycle. Really thick mashed potatoes. Yeah, or, or and like Joe a wave. Is just an ocean wave down. is like coming. An ocean wave of mashed potatoes. He's trying to surf this tree. I can't help but to see that uh, that tree being a piece of broccoli too. What yeah, is now coming I can't out of it. Joe's knee? Uh, could be it's a like snake. A whip? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another belt that held on another radio. Oh, you know what it is? That's smoke shooting out of Frank's bike. I think. Okay. Is that what it's supposed to be? Could be a horse's tail. There's a <laughs> it horse could also be a- <laughs> whinnying in the background. He's got the world's smallest horse in his pocket, but it's got the biggest tail. So as we as we open up this chapter, they're riding motorcycles, but with horses. It, but it's horses. But it's horses. <laughs> but yeah. horses. Um, I think compared to how we've done this in the in the past, yeah, I think we should quickly in like four bullet points lay out what happens in this chapter. Okay, let's just get it out. Let's do and it, and then we can go back. And start to explore Ooh, I like what this. I think are the, the four mysteries. There, there are, are there a are, lot of mysteries I introduced. Counted, <laughs> I counted four mysteries that happen in this chapter. Yeah, and they're going to tackle every single oh, man, I one hope of so. them. Um, so, David, it is with great excitement that we get to say chapter, chapter one, one, Pursuit. pursuit. Oh, oh fantastic. Oh, it feels good. I was good. so happy for this chapter title. A it's, big grin. It's how you start a, a, a mystery novel. Yes. With pursuit, with, with pursuit. chase, with excitement. Yeah. And this begins with a, a police radio message. Like, we're right into the first line is stolen at Dune Beach. Car is Swift Line Cream Sedan. Mm. Believed heading south on Shore Road. Alert all cars. Repeat. Whoa. We're into it. Thrown We're into, into the into action no, right off the bat. No summer day ice skating or no summer day at the beach or ice skating or anything. This is just we are in it. We're not trying to go camping. We're going to yep. stumble across something. This is a stolen car. First oh, yeah. line. Let's go. <laughs> high octane. This is high octane. Rip roaring. Ready to go. So do you mind if I lay out the beats lay of this out, chapter? And, and correct me if I'm out of order or anything like that. But this is what happens in this chapter. Hardy boys are driving their motorcycles to the beach to hang out with their friends. Yeah. On the way, they hear about a stolen car. And they look for the stolen car because it's supposed to be close to them. They don't find it. Correct. They get to the beach. Yes. They meet some friends. Yes. One of their friends is in a boat, which starts to sink. Yes. <laughs> And they swim out, plug the hole in the boat, yeah. and then they come back and find out that one of their friends had his car stolen. Yes. So that's the chapter. And an old man had his car stolen, that, which yeah, was so, the pursuit at the very beginning. Yes. And there's a man who's popping the tires of other cars. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get more into it, but I just wanted to lay out. Those quick, quick We've got porn. stolen car. Stolen car. They go to the beach. They find out one of their friends just got a new car. Yes. Then they go swimming. Yes. Then boat sinks. Yes. They save the day. Yes. Then they get on their motorcycles, go find their friend who just had his car stolen, and then they are chasing this car. Yes. 
<laughs> and then a truck pulls in front of them. And then a yeah. That's and the chapter. Awesome. That's yeah. the chapter. So great chapter. Yeah, at that level. So much introduced in oh nine pages. Oh my goodness. Oh my With goodness. an illustration. With that an, wasn't improperly placed. No, I'm I'm grateful. This is this and is it's my starting off right. This is my favorite first chapter we've had so far. They are finally. It only took six books to find the rhythm. Yeah, but to, they're there to get in this. Uh, to, they cracked the code. The code has been cracked. They cracked the case. The crack. The cracked case has been cracked. <laughs> I was listening to our previous episode. Uh, I was listening to episode two, I believe. Um, yeah. Of the, of the old versus new. Of the comparisons. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a thing in comedy and improvisation called yes and. Yes and. I like this. Okay. And what I do to you so often is you play like a great joke out there. Yeah. And I don't yes and you. I just yes you. <laughs> I'll just be like, yeah, that's a great joke. <laughs> and it stops there. And I, I feel like there's opportunities that I miss, but I'm so often caught off guard by the brilliance of one of your jokes. And it was the sort of glance a lot joke. Oh, yeah. And I just sort of complimented you. I was in awe of your performance. <laughs> and then and then I let it go. I didn't push further than that. I like that. I recognized that you had peaked. <laughs> and that was that. I peaked with glance a lot. We are the cowboys and even of now, podcasting. Even now I'm giving myself this opportunity. I'm bringing this joke back up. Yeah. I have no punch-ups. I have no, no notes. I'm still just yesing it. <laughs> It's not just not yes and. It's only yes and now it's yes and do you remember last time yes too? <laughs> See, I did where's my car? I'm always thinking and then. Anytime you say something and then? And then? And then? And the cookie's fortune. I need to get there. I know your body, dude. And the cookie's fortune. And the cookie's fortune. The greatest <sighs> line ever spoken in a movie. And the cookie's fortune. You two were pretty uh lopsop doy last night. <laughs> What does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know if it's even actual like Mandarin or anything. Yeah, there's a lot where they say I think you... and I always look it up, and it does not mean sweet in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, sheje, 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 shinchi. That's how you say sugar Ooh. in Albanian. Is that really Albanian? I don't know, but that's what they say in Taken. <laughs> <laughs> how do you Mine say? How do you say this Russia in your language? You did take sheje, sheje, chichi. Chichi, Goku. I don't know. Kakarat. <laughs> These are just characters from Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> who are all named after Japanese words for food. Oh my God! Dragon Ball Z is like uh, the anime version of the Hardy Boys. They're always eating. Interesting. Yeah. Was was it also written during the Great Depression? <laughs> it was also written. Yeah, definitely. Okay, makes sense. That checks. <laughs> um, so we start with. The police radio saying there's a stolen car. Oh, yeah. And the boys are like, hey, we're on the shore road. We're going north, and this car is heading south. Which you loved. You loved And it's at Dune directions. Beach. So it's somewhere between us and Dune Beach. Yeah. And so Joe says, uh, well, Frank's, Dune Beach, Frank shouted, and the boys skidded to a halt on the sand shoulder. The car thief might pass them at any moment. Okay. Let's stop him, Joe proposed. <laughs> I must lost oh. my gum. <laughs> good, I, good idea, Joe. <laughs> they are so stupid. Also, like, skidded to a halt on the sand shoulder. If this is 
the road? Yeah, if the road is as pictured on the Are you going to skid to a stop on this? Also, there is no sand shoulder, <laughs> my friend. They skidded off the shoulder is what would really happen. That's why the spider web is there. It's for every time that's that another Hardys motorcycle driver skid just skidded. You know, just... yeah, it's like the circus. All those people that do the high rope, they put the net underneath them. The, the cops just are just like, you know, the Hardys are on their motorcycles. Put the nets out. <laughs> There's just giant spiders just that are looking out for them. Amateur detectives and motorcycles. <laughs> So the boys just decide that they're going to sit there at the edge of this cliff, scanning the deserted fishing pier to their right. And then we get the great introduction we always get of Frank being 18, tall and dark haired, while Joe is a year younger, blonde. And both were excellent amateur detectives, which felt like a slap in the face. It feels oxymoronic. Exactly. Just say they're excellent detectives. I'm going to start pitching myself as an excellent detective amateur cinematographer I mean, and see in, if I insert, get jobs. Insert anything. Like, you're an excellent amateur podcasting host. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Like, what's, that's not a compliment. Thank you. Are you going to listen to us, the excellent amateur would you, podcasters? Would you rather be an excellent amateur podcaster or an All average right. professional podcaster? I want to be the average professional. I mean, that's just me, though. That's, that's your LinkedIn bio. David Pitt. The average professional. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want to set the bar too high, and I'm not going to set it too low. Isn't I'm just right. It's the Goldilocks method of podcasting. The the delineation between amateur and professional is yeah. pay, right? A, a professional just means you're paid to do it. Yeah. It, it doesn't have any indication of the quality of your work. Correct. It's just if you're a professional, it's your profession. Exactly. The Hardys have been paid. Multiple times. Or does that not count because it's just reward money that they're getting? Like they're oh, not actually being question. hired. Fenton's being hired. Ooh. Is this a tax loophole? I'm thinking it is. I oh wonder if at the gosh. end of everything they're like, uh, can you make sure that says gifted to the Hardys? <laughs> make that out to cash. <laughs> we'll do this all under the table. Hush, hush. It's kind of like the friend favor. Yeah, if you don't mind. Mm. Can you gift gold? Yeah, we just you just don't deposit it. You just don't deposit it. You go it. full black you just market look at on it. it. Yeah, they just take it to a man named Lizard and get it implanted into their teeth. They just have golden gra- golden grills. I almost said golden grails. I'm in this moment that I find myself in this Schrodinger's cat moment. Yeah, of when you say take it to a guy named Lizard <laughs> to put the gold in their teeth. I don't know if that's like a reference to an obscure movie (laughs) or if that's just David Pitt. And I don't want to know because both answers are good. (laughs) But I want to live in like the cat is both dead and alive simultaneously. We've got a quantum state. Yeah. yeah. We've got quantum lizard here. (laughs) And I'm I'm here for it. (laughs) I'm into it. The quantum lizard. (laughs) Oh, my God. We have so many ideas for T-shirts. Oh, man. I would buy that. We need to be less catchy. We do need to be less. That's our problem. We're too catchy. <sighs> all right. Speaking, don't take us to the fishing Speaking gear. of less We're gonna catchy. We're going to catch them all. Speaking of less catchy, Joe says, Joe, or Frank says, Joe, do you realize this makes five car thefts in one week along the shore road? Uh, the police are not catching any of these criminals. <laughs> five of them in a row. These are the worst criminals in the worst police. Yeah. and and Like, why aren't you just staying there? Why isn't there a cop? position there it's the 1950s where's your surveillance van? where's con riley where's con riley put him on the beach yeah put him at dune beach put him at dune beach check out the car get a tan so uh they 
they are looking, and Ooh. finally they keep driving, and they just never see the stolen car. It's a romantic it comedy with Con Riley. A Ron Con? <laughs> yeah. Would you watch that? A Rom Con? I want to say Ron Con and figure out what Ron means. <laughs> is a Ron Con? Is a Ron Con when you get duped into buying Renoco <laughs> coffee? Could it be the, the long Ron Con? Ooh. It just feels Ooh. right. I like it. Yeah. Is it when you get duped? Who's is it? Ron Papil. What is remember that Ron Papil? No, I think you're making that name I'm up. I'm not making that up. And Ron Papil. Google it. There's people listening who are like, "Oh my God, Ron Papil." Um, and by people, I mean no one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ron Papil is like, finally, someone mentions me on their average amateur podcast. Ron Papil is like an inventor and like king of late night infomercials, like okay. little kitchen appliances and whatever, sham wow like, kind of stuff. Yeah, but like yeah. old school, like before sham wow. Ron before, before Billy Mays, before uh, Vince from ShamWow, yeah. there was Ron Papil. Ron Papil, for the people. I'm trying to think of, like, he had, like, his main claim to fame. It was, like, a huge thing, and I can't think of what it is now. The P-Peeler. <laughs> the Ron P-Peeler? <laughs> the Ron P-Peeler. The Peeler P-Peeler. <laughs> hey, tomato P-Peeler. What's <laughs> it mean, Ron? That's a t-shirt. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. It sells itself. <laughs> Check out HardyandSonsPodcast.com. And the pro flies. <laughs> what are you talking about, Ron? Stop, Ron. <laughs> Ron Con. Uh, so they realized that the car never made it to them. Never. The car disappeared. They waited for five minutes. along the shore road somewhere. Yeah. And they're thing- confused. How is this possible? So they it's psych- almost like it was driving on spider webs on the edge of the cliff. Almost like it was driven by Biff Hooper, the Spider-Man himself. <laughs> That's the, who it is. The original the Spider-Man. <laughs> Actually, Biff might be a subject, uh, a suspect, because he comes up and, I mean, he's, he's right there. Let's see. up to no good. Uh, so they get there. They talk to the police a little bit. find out there's just no leads. They can't figure anything out. Uh, don't understand this. The stolen car couldn't just vanish into thin air, Joe remarked. No, Joe, you're right. That's you are an work. excellent amateur detective. <laughs> yeah. Good for he had you. He just read a book about cars. <laughs> <laughs> they don't disappear. There's one thing I know about cars. They don't run on water, and they don't disappear. And that's a Joe Hardy stamp. He just goes up <laughs> You put my stamp. name on that. He, he's got like the... Joe, uh... Joe, put your stamp away. Stop stamping stuff. What not the pen knife either. Not the pen knife either. <laughs> Why am I forgetting what they're called? Uh, cattle brand that just has JH on it. He just goes up and he stabs it into cars. Stop burning your initials Stop branding into cars. cars, Joe. <laughs> so they get to the beach, uh, and Frank notices. Hey, did you notice that the tires of two nearby cars had been punctured? The thief okay. must have done that to avoid pursuit. That's smart Which criminal work. Worked. Yeah, very smart criminal work. That's exactly what I would do. So um, then we get a little bit more exposition. What if he accidentally did it to the car he was trying to steal, though? That's a great question. Yeah. Do you think he would also have a patch kit with him? Fill the tires with, like, pudding or something? A patch Adams kit. Patch Adams kit, yeah. Puts little clown noses into the tires. <laughs> <laughs> Just puts a bedpan over it. Yeah. <laughs> Being the sons of Bayport's famous detective, Fenton Hardy, the boys were not easily deterred by initial disappointments in pursuing criminals. I love that. I do, too. I genuinely, like, I'd love to make fun of that, but, like, that is a skill. That's saying, like, 
you've sucked at this so many <laughs> times that you don't get all pissed about it now. Yeah. You are used to disappointment. Which is great. They're, they're true freelancers. They've been told no, and they've been told they're yeah. awful millions of, of times. Like, I don't care anymore. We never got a call back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we get a little bit more about Do you about think them. they've ever cold called criminals? <laughs> Just open the yellow pages. Yeah. There's nothing like, in here. Are you guys up to anything? We're looking for a case. We're bored. Kind of out of work. We're supposed to be guards. I was thinking about puncturing some tires. We're guards. Joe, though impetuous, was quick-witted and dependable. Frank, more serious-minded, was inclined to think out a situation before taking action. They worked well together. Like peanut butter and jelly. Mm. That's the cutest thing I've mm. ever heard. Mm. Joe is an idiot. Joe's, <laughs> Joe's an idiot. Frank's smart. They work together well. Yeah, they well. work together. Yeah. <laughs> they balance That's a out. statement on blonde versus dark hair. They balance out to be extra good, excellent <laughs> amateur detectives. Well, they're saying if it wasn't for Joe, they wouldn't be amateur anymore. Yeah. Joe is Frank's really the dead weight to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's really chained to his brother here. But it makes you wonder which one of them is more to blame for being kidnapped as often as they're kidnapped. Because I would think slow to act I'm thinking would open you up. But also being impetuous and quick-witted. Frank is readable. That's true. You know, I know what Frank's going to do at every moment. Joe, he's going to fall into space. He's going to do all these crazy things that I didn't expect. Yeah, Joe falls into space. Joe, <laughs> Joe, what happens? He gets launched into the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe is not subject to the laws yeah. of gravity. Joe, Joe is just going to do something that confuses the criminals to where Frank has time to act. Everyone yeah. needs a Leroy Jenkins, right? <laughs> you need the person that just confuses everyone. They're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? There is no like tactile reason to do this. Speaking of people... I'm going to read this next paragraph, and I want you to guess <laughs> which of these two people yeah. is Italian. <laughs> I'm going to give you two names and read their descriptions. Okay. You tell me which one is Italian. This is going to be tough. Here we go. Okay. Greetings were exchanged as Phil Cohen and Tony Preto, pals of the Hardy, bounded over from behind the lifeguard's green chair. Phil was a quiet, intelligent boy with sandy hair. Tony, olive-complexioned and lively... <laughs> Owned a motorboat. <laughs> Bada ba pee I stole the boats. Come aboard the Napoli. It's a smelly, like the rotten of fruits. I hear a bomb and it's a tick tock, like at a clock. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty Italian. I love I, the intelligent. I have to imagine that the original is gonna say like Tony was Italian. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We should probably ease up a little bit. Let's say olive complexioned and lively. <laughs> What was the line about Rocco like with his like, hands? Uh, no, it was like most of his countrymen. Rocco was easily excitable. That's what it there was. was. Something like that. Yeah. And gestured wildly <laughs> with his hands. Man. Leslie, like everyone thinks I'm Italian. Leslie David McFarland. McFarland yeah. Did not like Italian. He didn't. No. Apparently a lot of people didn't like Italians back yeah. in the day. Let's it wasn't see until they became mobsters that we started to like them. Yeah, like in movies. Crime Martin cool. Scorsese made us like Italians. Good on him. Yeah, he was just like, I'm tired of this. Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Marty. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, so they're just talking to Phil. Um, and lifeguard Biff 
Yeah, Biff's a lifeguard. Biff Hooper, lifeguard, with his spiderly long legs. <laughs> uh, he's really good at getting into the water and avoiding the currents. He's like a human peer. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a dock of a man. <laughs> Climb my legs. No um, one can drown. But so saying, hey, any of other friends been around? Uh, say, where's Chet, Frank asks. Which they also did find out that the beach has almost been abandoned because of our, all the car thieves. People don't want their car stolen. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Chet, Biff replied, haven't seen him here this week, but I did hear he's been spending some time at the Bayport Museum. Ooh. Bottom of page four, you want to take Tony's response? Yeah, this is terrible. It must be connected with food, Tony grinned. Their stout friend loved to eat. This is again where like, hey, narrator, come on, back off. Make the kids say, like, hey, like he did say it must be connected with food. Yeah. Just let Tony say because he's fat. <laughs> we don't need the narrator's voice to be like, their fat friend liked food. Yes, we, thank this you. Chubby little man. You've also loved established ice this cream. in every book so far. Yeah. Which, if he loved food, that's saying something. Like, if he's saying that he loves food, and all the times that the Hardy Boys eat, like, this dude is that guy in Seven that is just fed over and over and over, right? This is before Instagram. Yeah. So, like, now we have foodies, like yeah. Brett Hoy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's def- Brett Hoy is yeah. not a stout man. He's got a Yelp. But he loves food. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to write a detailed three-star review. There's no doubt about it. He's not Two going paragraphs? For three paragraphs? Who oh, knows? yeah. A lot of paragraphs. <laughs> But my point is now, in the modern day, you can like food and be fit. Yes, you can. Back then. That is correct. Back then, if you liked food, you were fat. You're fat. Yeah. And if you like cilantro, you didn't realize you liked soap. Yeah. And back then, they just put soap on the food because they hadn't discovered cilantro. they didn't know what cilantro was. Thank you. I've been saying this for years. Back then, we just called it soap. (laughs) (laughs) Soplantro. I put some Irish spring (laughs) on my celery. Ew. They got a little potato peeler just peeling soap. That's a cheese grater. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Say say when. You want some Parmesan? Say when. (laughs) (laughs) A fresh pepper. A fresh pepper. A (laughs) savvy. Grazie. (laughs) Um, Isn't that Horatio Sands? Didn't he do that skit? Uh, yeah, I think in Jimmy Fallon or Adam Sandler. Fresh pepper. Fresh pepper. Grazie. Grazie. Um, so they're swimming, uh, and an hour later, they saw Biff beckoning to them from the shore. Biff beckoning. Message for you, fellas, he shouted. They swam quickly to the beach. Biff exclaimed. I don't know why you have to yell this. Why is he exclaiming? A phone message was just brought to me, exclamation mark. Jerry finally got his new car. Oh, okay. Is this... (laughs) So there appears to be talk of the town. There appears to be urgency in this. Yeah, he's at Beach Grove. Why don't you Hardys run over later and take a look at it? Don't throw the word later in if it's this or like don't yeah, flag so them urgent? in. Like why don't you why don't you guys go look at it now? Yeah, like don't say oh my god did you hear this maybe later. <laughs> what are you guys doing on next Wednesday? <laughs> We can go look at Jerry's car. That's Biff's thing. He likes He'll to get people excited and shoot them down. Yeah, classic spider. Classic spider, yeah. Gets you tangled in his web, puts you to sleep. Puts you to sleep, yeah. Stabs you. Stabs you with his with fangs. With his poison. <laughs> his poisonous fangs. Why, you why like do that? we always go to the same character? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's now Italian spider that we've gone <laughs> into. 
We got a lot of characters. Italian spider. We got Italian spider. Italian boat owner. <laughs> Italian chef. What you want? Um, great. Jerry Gilroy, a fellow student, this is so had weird. long spoken of buying a handsome car for which he had been saving earnings from summer and after school jobs. He thought during the string of car robberies was the best <laughs> time to make the purchase. Jerry, a chronic victim of foreshadowing, had just bought a new car. <laughs> oh. Okay, now the book takes a weird turn. Go ahead. I have no idea why this is in here, but I can't wait to find out. Before leaving, Frank and Joe decided to stroll along the beach towards a black stone jetty in the distance. Suddenly, they came upon a dead bat in the sand. Mm. Funny, said Joe. Wonder how that got here. Five mysteries. Excuse me by my count. So the mysteries I count so far. Number one, stolen car beginning of the chapter. Yeah. Number two, what's Chet doing at the museum? What is he doing? Number three. What's this dead bat doing here? <laughs> We're just planting seeds, baby. We're going to get a, a lush What's the garden. What's shiny? Is there just this homeless man? He's replacing shiny objects. It's <laughs> a pack rat again. Yeah, that's what I was, the pack rat. <laughs> oh, uh, the dead bat, the mystery of the dead bat. Funny, said Joe. Wonder how that got here. End of scene. Yeah. Then we go right into the boys walked on. This. Yeah. It's just this quick plug I wonder in. if the bat slashed those tires. <laughs> this was like towards the end of the book. The author had this idea about bringing bats in. He's like, well, I got to put them somewhere else in like chapter one. He's like, I'll just throw it in right here. <laughs> I just put just this quick this sentence about in there bats. like, hey, is that a dead bat? Oh, it is, isn't it? Cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. So, yeah, mystery number three, dead bat in the sand. <laughs> By the way, wonder how that got here. Bats fly. <laughs> yeah. Bats fly and sometimes they die. Sometimes they die. Another t shirt. Another t shirt. <laughs> bats fly and sometimes, sometimes they, they die. die. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> What's it? I'm trying to think of from uh, a few good men like, son, we live in a world with walls and who's going to protect that wall? Ooh. Son, we live in a world where bats fly and sometimes they die. That's good. Thank you. It's that's not the, not I don't bad. think that's the right line. I, I don't so know the movie well enough walls. to give you a better and line. Those walls need to be guarded by people with guns. Ooh. Something like that. That's strong, yeah. Thank to take you. down bats. Yep. Yeah, because you never know when they're going to swarm in. Somebody on the jetty with a gun shot a bat. What is a jetty? Uh, I think a jetty is like a, a pier of rocks. Oh, okay. So it'll break up the waves. So just a bunch I of think. shale? Either that or it's like a little jet. Shale jetty? Like a, an airplane... I do like that airplane, but it's kind of tall. It's like a little jetty. just a bunch of them that crashed and they stick in the stand, and it's just I said in the like stand. Cadillac Ranch, but why does he stand with the? Why do I? Why do I keep saying sand with the T? Now you got me saying it. stand. It's like S C H T A N D. I want to dip my toes in the stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the stand is so warm. We're adding layers to our Italian character. It this is. is great. I don't know what Italian this is. Uh, so beyond beach. the bathing area, past the jetty, uh, a black fishing boat cruised by slowly. Ooh. Moments later, the Hardys recognized a smaller green and white boat, which belonged to their friend Jack Dodd. Now, Jack Dodd is new. I think so. I, yeah, I, I don't I recall don't a Jack Dodd. 
Um, not that I'm great with names, but yeah. I don't remember a Jack Dodd in any of the other. Books. I don't either, and I was very excited about this new character. Yeah, yeah. And right away, Jack's thrown into mystery number four. Oh yeah. They waved to him, and Jack seemed to wave back when they saw him lurch forward sharply and drop below in his boat. Then he stood up and signaled frantically. Something's wrong, Joe gasped. Look, the bow is beginning to list. What does that mean? I think it means it's like putting things on its Etsy store. <laughs> okay, good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's doing like personalized koozies. Ooh. And uh, and what are they called? Coasters. Yeah. Coasters made out of pieces of an old record. Can there be like coasters, actual coasters made into bracelets? So we're turning records into coasters. Yes. Coasters into, into bracelets. Bracelets into koozies. But they have to keep oh. records of their bracelets for taxation reasons. Best amateur podcast hosts. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboys of podcasting, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Not yeehaw, but yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> it was like a that's, bat call, too. I, I was going to say that skews into the uh, uh, CSI Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Cowboys of podcasting. <laughs> Can I take off my sunglasses while we do that? Yeah. Okay, I like visual jokes during an audio thing. Yeah, we're not... This isn't like a video version available. <laughs> You're just cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What happened? Can you add a sound effect right there? Just guess where I took them off. Just a good whoosh. Uh, no. Whoosh. Okay, yeah. Okay. Here, I'll no, give you one if you want to sample it and put it in later. work for me. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Just act like that's... We'll that's Look at that. That happens at 37 minutes. <laughs> so I'll just go back. Give a quick audio spike in your 32-bit float. <laughs> Yeah, we can't spike the audio. It's we 32. cannot. It's it's inspikeable. Unspikeable? Spike proof. Spike proof. Spike Lee spike proof. Spike TV. Spike TV. There it is. Hey. Go 90. Uh, <laughs> I shot something for Go 90. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I had a pilot for Go 90. Nice. Uh, everyone asks, how can I watch your work? Have you heard of Go 90? What was the other one that failed that they did a bunch of programming? Quibi. Quibi. Yeah. Yeah. I almost worked for Quibi for some stuff, but I didn't because it's stupid. You didn't want to shoot vertically? I did not want to shoot vertically. Yeah. No. No. I mean, no. I never bought those uh, mounts to where you can mount your camera on your tripod vertically. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. We never. were just on, on vacation um, in Seattle a couple weeks ago, and... We were at a couple like touristy places, yeah. And the number of times I saw like a group of people, four or more, get really close side by side, and take a selfie with the phone vertical. Oh my god! And it's not like it's not like when you're taking a picture of like a landscape <laughs> and it's just a bad idea, but like two people are cut off. Like the people on the sides are cut off, and you've got a bunch of empty sky. Yeah. Like rotate it. Because okay, you're either that or stand <laughs> in a vertical line, like lay down on something so you're all stacked one on top of the other. Here's here's a hypothetical. <laughs> here's a hypothetical. Okay, this is like something you would see on a uh, IQ test or an ACT. Your family is all five foot tall. Your fiance is seven four. For your wedding photos, how do you take them? 
Because if you take it, landscape, his head's cut off. Her head. Her head. <laughs> you said you said the sister is seven feet tall. I don't know who's seven feet tall. Someone is seven feet tall. Seven four. It's Yao Ming. Okay, I figured it out. Okay, let's hear it. You have the sister. Yes. Take the picture. <laughs> Problem solved. See, this is why you're a genius. Yes. Passed the ACT. Okay, you passed it. Not with flying colors. Okay. Not like a bat. No, I was the average professional. You were the average professional. Mm. Yeah, look at that. Feeling we should good. start an amateur photography uh, business for short people. This is good. This is very good. Yeah, we just exclude tall people. I've filmed with tall people who I just told the story recently, um, but I've, I've filmed with somebody who was running camera for me. And it was like a first test for me of like me not running camera. I didn't check the frame on purpose. Like, yeah, I just trust this person. The person who was filming is six foot something. Great. A pretty tall individual. And <laughs> and where do, I, where do I have to mute that? Yeah, got it. Give me do. a beep. <laughs> beep. But the, the, the person we were filming was Can like. Can you just replace it with a yow? Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll chop that in. No troubles. <laughs> the person we were filming is like four nine. Yeah. And the footage came down from above so hard on her. Yeah. Uh, that I'm still going Brett Hoy. <laughs> that she looked tiny. And I was like, afterwards, like I looked at the footage and I'm like, you need to shoot it from their eye level. Yeah. Like when you look at footage, you should never be able to tell how tall someone is. Yeah. Like that should just be not an issue. And then the person was like, I realized afterwards, like, well, that's how this, this woman looked to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's six he's something true to life. She's four something like yeah. that's what she looks like. She's mostly top of the head. <laughs> She's dominated by the top of her head. Everyone is an armrest to this man. <laughs> it's just his life. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not a bad life either. He's the Biff Hooper of camera. He's operators. the Biff Hooper of camera ops. <laughs> uh, so they get in this boat with Jack Dodd and, uh, and they find there's a, uh, a small bubbling fount. Frank covered it with his foot, and Joe ripped a towel off a hook, and together they stanched the leak until some oh. wood sealer was found in the paint locker. I don't know what wood sealer is, but it can't work fast enough where, like, there's there's no mechanism by which wood sealer can plug a, a leaking hole in That's a boat. That's what I'm thinking, too. It's wet! Yeah, you can't paint on some... There's no. It's just gonna wash away. This isn't Flex Seal era. <laughs> yeah. can't, I sawed a boat in half. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't exist yet. We should buy wood a sealer. Boat. <laughs> Is that Corky? That's Romano. Corky Romano. Yeah. <laughs> good, good for you, dude. Yes. <laughs> we are. We are in sync. Excellent. We're definitely excellent. Yeah. Oh, Only so people relatable. that ever quote Corky Everyone's Romano. Getting a, whoever didn't get the Corky Romano joke definitely got the Ron Papil reference. So There's we're covering no our doubt. bases. Okay, we're, we're covering Something all. for everybody. Yeah. So it's a uh, universal podcast. Universal appeal. Um, so uh, they get back. Uh, Jack Dodd, by the way, was a likable, dark-haired youth. Mm. He and his father, a widower and respected Bayport citizen, worked a farm on Shore Road. Okay. Uh, the exercise did us did us good and in said Joe. <laughs> <laughs> How did it happen, Jack? Did you strike a rock? Ooh, Jack shook shook his head worriedly. Some other object struck my boat underneath. 
Frank's face showed astonishment. Oh my god, is there someone puncturing holes in boats too? Okay, so now the scuba diver theory is making more sense. Oh, could be. Yeah. I didn't connect that dot yet. You just yeah, ruined the book. I did. Yeah. It I'm sure on. seemed that way. I was moving along great until I heard a scraping noise and then the gush of water. I've never hit any rocks around here before. Good. Because if you had, <laughs> you shouldn't drive your boat around here yeah. anymore. I've never sank my boat here before. Jim never has a second cup of coffee at home. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Jack Dodd Wait, never what has. what is that from? Oh, this makes me so angry. Is that airplane? It is airplane. Okay, yeah. There you go. Yeah. But who would deliberately, Joe was puzzled, why they leaped so quickly to it was this man who was under the water deliberately punctured a hole like yeah you've never hit a rock here before this could a be the first time you hit a rock yeah B, maybe you hit a log or something floating in the maybe water your boat is old yeah there's a number of reasons and yeah, looking at the illustration it. these are rough seas yeah these are rough seas that can poke a, a hole in an old boat there's no problem no this isn't a jetted rock. This isn't the sleuth. This isn't the Napoli. This <laughs> is just some green and white fishing boat. Yeah. Made oh. of soap. Irish springs, some say. So, mystery four. What caused this hole? Yeah. Oh my gosh, are there six mysteries? Hang There's on. There's so many we mysteries. We got the stolen right boat. Yeah. We got Chet at the museum. Yes. We got The Bat on the Beach. The bat on the beach. Now we got hole in the boat. Yes. And then now we're adding. Hey, says Jack. Uh, a gleam came into his eye. Say, how would you fellas like to help Dad and me solve a mystery? A mystery? His, y- yes. Yes. My uncle, an astronomy professor at Cheston College. <laughs> Which I want to start introducing people like this. <laughs> Everyone is yeah. an astronomy professor this at Cheston College. He's an astronomy professor at uh, Cheston College. Cheston. What a great college name. That's good. Yeah. Uh, he's coming up from Greenville tomorrow to assist us, but we need a couple of good local detectives. Why local? Do they get like a tax incentive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that way we can pay you in gold under the table. Yeah. We don't want to cross state lines. It's a whole paperwork thing. The mystery concerns a geographical puzzle that's been puzzling our family for three centuries. <laughs> Yay. Mystery number yes, five. Give us the geographical, geographical puzzle, puzzle from the astrologist. What is that? Astronomy. Excuse me. Not astrology those are slightly different yes that Only would be slightly. really cool yeah uh. <laughs> when our, were you our born? uncle a, a professor <laughs> and a sagittarius <laughs> so you know he's a little unwieldy <laughs> uh, so the hardy's whistled you bet we'll help of course uh and then uh jack cast off and waved goodbye with his boat <laughs> but don't worry he had wood sealer on the hole. No problems there. <laughs> Headed back out to the Phantom Rocks. Oh, God. It's so Don't forget stupid. the wood sealer. <laughs> <laughs> so in college, I was building a loft in our, in our fraternity house. Yeah. And I, at the time, knew even less than I know now about carpentry and woodworking, which isn't much. Yeah. And there was a guy who was very, very handy. And he was sort of helping me. And I had measured the boards. And I cut them. But I cut them about an inch too short. Yeah. Okay. And they weren't quite making the span across where this, uh, where they were going to need to go to support the bed. Uh, and I was like, oh, I cut them a little bit too short. And Brad Hahn says, oh, we'll just get the board stretchers. And I waited. 
and I'm looking around him, and time passes, and I'm like, "We're the board stretchers." <laughs> <laughs> like his clear joke about like you can't stretch a board there is no such thing as a board stretcher to me was just like oh sweet yeah we'll just stretch the boards that makes so much sense it's just like the ending of short. braveheart with your door <laughs> <laughs> but this is like the same like oh there's a giant hole in the wood we'll just seal it we'll get some wood sealer like that's that's not a real thing you ever see the movie white chicks <laughs> You're taller. Yeah, we had the knee surgeries. <laughs> Isn't that what they do in Gattaca, too? I think so. Yeah, it's a great movie. They, they stretch him out. He's like, that's the exact height of a Cadillac bumper. <laughs> that's You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> ah, so, we, uh, where are we? Uh, so the Hardys, they're done. They yeah. get on the motorcycles, they cast off, uh, and they, uh, when they, as they neared Beach Grove Point, they saw a boy running toward them. It's Jerry, Frank exclaimed, exclaiming a lot this chapter. Yeah, Frank Constant is, exclamations. Yeah, Frank is yelling a lot. Uh, the Hardys screeched to a halt as their wiry, red-cheeked friend flagged them down. His hair think- was tussled and his eyes wide with worry. I didn't think Jerry looked like that. He dyed his hair. They don't talk about it. Oh, okay. He's sort of an alternative yeah. kid. Yeah, Ronald of... McDonald just became popular <laughs> in the 50s, and he was just like, I really like how this the guy looks. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry was running down the street in his clown Clum- shoes. Clumsily <laughs> in his oversized shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Jerry's, a tuba. Jerry's flower sprayed water under the Hardy Boys <laughs> as they said hello. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> guys! <laughs> Uh, and then predictably, the car, my new car, he gasped. <laughs> it's just been stolen. Sky blue Cavalier hardtop. Ooh, that Did sounds nice. Did it pass nice. you heading south? The brothers shook their heads. Then it must have gone north, Jerry declared. So here we are. Mystery, Mystery number, number six. six. Book six was six mysteries. In the first chapter. Yeah, right off the bat. So what I was Nine saying pages, about... six mysteries. Yeah, what I was saying about, like, the the excitement that I feel for these books. Yeah. Already, a first chapter with a dead bat for some reason. <laughs> you know that's going to get sewed back into this somehow. Oh, yeah. We got tires slashed. We got two cars stolen. Yeah. We have, we have boats punctured. Boats punctured. And Chet's been hanging out at a museum <laughs> the whole time. What is he doing? Chet, what are you doing? What are you doing at that museum? This is good. Excellent amateur podcast. I have to tell one last story uh, that I have absolutely told on this podcast before, but it's from an episode of Family Matters when Eddie is learning to drive. Do you remember me telling this story? I do not, which is great. So Carl Winslow is teaching his son Eddie to drive, and to keep him on his toes, he keeps yelling at his son as they're doing driving lessons. He goes, look out for the big red bread truck. (laughs) And and Eddie has a reaction and stuff, and uh, and they just keep driving, and look out for the big red bread truck, (laughs) over and over. And uh, finally, the episode ends. Eddie sneaks out, takes the car one night when he shouldn't. He should. He should. Crashes the car through the wall of their living room classic and when carl comes in and he's like what happened here and he's freaking out eddie explains that what happened was he was driving and he saw a big red bread truck <laughs> actually saw one freaked out yeah crashed with him i just have to tell i've told that story before on this podcast but it's especially relevant <laughs> now 
So they're driving north uh, on the shore road, trying to find the uh, sky blue Cavalier hardtop that belongs to uh, Jerry Gilroy. Uh, and they see it several oh. hundred yards ahead. A light blue hardtop sped around a long curve in the highway. There uh, it is. Yeah. And then they keep losing it behind the, the, the twists and turns. But when they see it again, we're gaining on him, Joe yelled. He had no sooner said this when Frank saw something that made him exclaim, once again, we're exclaiming, <laughs> yeah. in dismay. A huge bright red <laughs> produce truck. <laughs> it's a big red bread Amazing. truck. Amazing. Big red produce truck pulled out of the dirt road directly ahead, entirely blocking off the highway. It stood still. Oh, man. Then you want to finish this out with this cliffhanger? Joe! Look out! Frank, once again, shouted, desperately breaking down from top speed. But it was too late. Tires smoking, the motorcycle screeched into a skid off the road. So the Hardy Boys die. Yeah. Or this book get, is or all about the spider web. This is the ghost mystery. The seventh mystery. The seventh mystery. These first six They have to solve their own deaths. <laughs> <laughs> they come back until they could do all seven and seven is a religious number. It would make sense. Yeah. It's a holy number for holy ghosts. And the next book, book seven, is when this will all be revealed to us. Oh, my God. We cracked the code. Cracked the code. We're visionaries. We see it. We've, we've, we are the one. We are Neo. We are the Neo of the heart. You, nah, you nah, just nah, see these words? Nah. nah. Neo. Sporin. Ba-na-na-na-na-na-na. Ah. So that is that is chapter one. What a chapter! Potential, more that, than don't potential. call it pursuit. Call it potential. Yo, call it excitement. That's what chapter one is. I like that is. potential excitement. Mm. Yeah. Oh no, not potential excitement. I said call it potential, or call it excitement. I was like different. I was riffing. I was, I was coming up with different options. Yeah, but I'm going to use both of them. Okay. And you can choose. It's potential slash excitement, and you circle which one you think it's going to be. This is Ooh, exciting. Potential or excitement, and then you circle it. What if it was a choose your own <laughs> chapter title? Is there a book like that? There's choose your own adventure books, which would be a fascinating podcast because you could do the same episode <laughs> for all the iterations <laughs> of the book. <laughs> oh, God. Are we doing this? Choose next? your own adventure. Yeah. Maybe that's a bonus season. Bring I like a, that. Bring in a guest host. Yeah. And as we're going to be we great. Build our We've podcasting done so many empire. mystery novels. We'll know which adventure to choose. We'll get it right the first time. Yeah, it'll be like, <laughs> should you chase the person or should you put your ear to the grass? Ear to the grass. Ear to the grass. Turn Everyone to page four. This. You can Forget hear studs. You know where he's this going. This is what we do. You talk to the mycelium. We are excellent amateur detectives. It's what we do, Pay baby. Us under the table. Yeah. Do you, do I'm going to put my pen knife into the ground to trace the tremors. Choose your own adventure. Do you uh, compensate with a W-2 and send in your 1099? It's a gift. Or do you gift <laughs> make the check gift. out to cash? It's cash, baby. <laughs> under the table. <sighs> well, what a way to start the season. It is. This is this a is banger. exciting times. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to read chapter two. How are you? I am feeling great. I do have a question. I haven't listened to the last episodes. Did you hear the lawn care? I have not listened to episode three yet, but yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because yeah. it's just like. It's, it's uncharacteristically so quiet here it's right so now. It's so peaceful right now. Maya was scratching on the door a little bit ago, but she's found, she's found a nice warm place in the sun to lay down. Yeah. yeah. It's just a calm, it's nice, nice episode. 
I feel like we're normally Frank Hardy. We're normally screaming. And today we're a little bit Joe. Oh, I, would, I would say the opposite. I would say we're normally quick-witted and impetuous, but today we're thinking things out before we <laughs> I act. I guess we are thinking things out before we act. Look at us. Maybe we need a ranking system for these chapters. Like, was this chapter... I think this chapter is definitely more of a Joe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, I like this. This is, this is impetuous. It's quick-witted. It's dependable. <laughs> so this is the new thing. Was the chapter a Frank or was it a Joe? Yeah. Do we have a wild card? Like a, a Gertrude, a Smuff, a Smuff, an Oscar, exactly. Smuff. A, a, maybe if it's, it's like in the middle. Maybe if it's a real dud, it's a, a it's spectacled a... Frank. Ooh, a real what Willy is boy. Silly Willy boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for being a part of, of season six. Yes, it is going to be a beautiful ride. We're going to try to do some chapter artwork again. We're definitely doing artwork, and we're finally going to. Be hitting some deadlines, I think. Follow us on Instagram. Yes. Get into it. Uh, shoot us an, a note. We got a form at hardyandsonspodcast.com or hardyandsons.dentist. All of your email. We, <laughs> we, we read your one email. Yeah. Uh, when you if, send it, we read it. Yeah. And if you. We uh, might be a few months late reading it, but we read it. And if you want any clothing, most of it's nineteen ninety nine. Yes, it is. Available at, uh, at our store, hardinsons.dentist. <laughs> and uh, we don't really put a markup on those. No, it's always what it is. And if we you really, nothing. if there was an idea for a shirt that we mentioned in today's episode that you'd really like to see, let us know. Let us know. We'll bring it to life for you. You really should. Yeah. Bats fly and sometimes they die. If that's the one you want, that's the one, that's the one you're going to get. I really like We're that one. We're here for you. I really like that one. <sighs> yeah, with who's, that? Who's, who's oh. turn? Whose turn is it? Oh, oh, I forgot all about he it. He forgot about it. The motif. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I could think well, about then, the last Well, then you've minutes. earned it. You've huh? earned it. If you've been thinking about it, by all means, David. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what are, you, are you sniffing? Yeah. What, are you sni- what do you smell, David? I, you smell that? No, David. What is it? I... It smells like snoo. And I guess I could explain to you what snoo is when we get to chapter two. So you take the time. I take the time. You take the time to think about it, to recall, to remind us that we do this thing. (laughs) And that's what you give us. What's snoo? Snoo. What's snoo? You smell like snoo. Chapter two. <laughs> Not much. What's new with you? <laughs> Did I blew it? Oh, Did chapter uh, two. It? No. <laughs> if there was a cow, it would moo for chapter two. I have to stop this now. And Lou for chapter. That was original content from Boom Reactive.